Listen now, me lovers, and I'll spin ye all a tale of a crazy angry captain and a ghostly colored whale. Ahab was the captain's name, and his heart was black as coal. He sought to hunt a cursed whale through every bay and shoal. The captain isn't all quite there since he lost his leg. They say the whale done bit it off. Is that why he has a peg? And now he seeks to get revenge, or so the rumor goes. And now he lives to hear three words, and them's our... Arcy blows! I see ye now, thou pallid fiend. I will not rest this day. I take up harpoon and seek to end that which took my leg away. I don't think I understand what anyone is saying. What's pallid mean? And what's a shoal? Is that kind of like belaying? Let me lay it out to you in words that you might know. Ahab hates the white whale and wants to deal the final blow. Aye, so make loose the boats. Set your backs into the rowing. The captain stood atop the stern, his eyes like embers glowing. And beneath the waves, his giant foe, the whale approached a space. Ahab caught sight of his prey, a leer across his face. But suddenly, beneath the waves, the white whale disappeared. Where'd it go? The sailors thought. I'd say he was afeard. And so they waited in their boats, and daylight came and went. Captain, can we go back to the ship? Our energy is spent. Nay, hey, swabs. We hunt the whale, and then it's time to go. That could take forever. Let's listen to the radio. All ready to head out, Lionel. How about you, girls? I'm ready. I have my fishing pole in my net. Aren't you forgetting something, Chelsea? Oh, yeah, my life jacket. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> no problem. Can we go on the boat now, Mr. Jacobs? It's not in the water yet, Laura. I know. I'm just really excited to go out fishing again. It's been a really long time. Well, it won't be long now. Why don't you girls take the tackle and the radio to the dock and wait for Mr. Jacobs and me to bring the boat around? Okay. These boxes are a little heavy, though. You can carry the radio, Chelsea. Just be careful not to drop it. I'm not going to drop the radio. I'm not that little. See you soon. Come on, Laura. Hurry up. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm the one with all the heavy boxes. Remember? I just thought you were excited to go fishing. I am excited. You know how long it's been since I've been fishing? I've been looking forward to this for weeks. I'm going to catch a huge fish. It will be as big as the boat, and we'll take pictures and everything. I don't think this lake has fish that big, Chelsea. But I do know that there are a lot down there. See? I can see some now. There's another one. This is going to be the best fishing trip ever. We're going to catch so many fish, we won't be able to carry them all. Yeah. If Mr. Brian and Mr. Jacobs ever get here with the boat. Yeah. What's taking them so long? I don't know. I can't see them from here. Do you want to just start fishing? We can see the fish from here. Yeah, but I left the poles and nets in the boat. Oh. Well, we can't listen to the radio while we wait. I guess that'll have to do. Time for another Scripture Snapshot. Let's zoom in. Are all the people here? Yes, King Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, goody. All right, then. You folks ever play musical chairs? 
Okay, same concept. You hear the music, you bow down to the giant statue of yours truly. Oh, and I'll throw you in my fiery furnace if you won't play. Got it? All right, hit it, guys! King. Those three Hebrews won't bow. You three, over here! I know you wouldn't hurt my feelings on purpose, so let me ask. Have you really never played musical chairs before? We can't bow to your statue, King. We worship God alone. Wrong answer! Guards, throw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego here into the fire! What will become of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Find out in Daniel chapter 3. Thanks for joining us for another Scripture Snapshot. Uh, want some more coffee, Lionel? Sure. I'll take a little more. Coming right up. Ah, it's good to be back out on the lake, isn't it? Oh, I was just thinking the same thing. No assignments, no orders, just the tranquility of the open water. It's like my spirit is just taking a rest and saying... Ugh. <laughs> is there something wrong, Laura? The fish, they aren't biting. Well, we've only been out here for like, uh, 10 minutes. Sometimes you just have to wait. For how long? Eh, who knows? Fish are pretty fickle creatures. You never know when they're hungry or not. That's why to be good at fishing, it takes a lot of patience. It reminds me of those times in the Bible where the disciples went fishing all night long without catching any fish. Wait, they went fishing for a whole night and didn't catch anything? I don't want to wait that long. <laughs> I think in those instances, God was just trying to get their attention. I'm sure that if my job was all about catching fish and I didn't catch anything, I'd pay attention if someone told me how to catch enough to sink my boat and break my nets. And they ended up becoming the most famous fishermen ever. Just goes to show, good things come to those who wait. Okay, but does the Bible say that? Well, of course it does, it's all in Luke chapter five. I think Chelsea meant the saying, good things come to those who wait, Brian, not the story about the disciples catching lots of fish. Oh, well, it, it might be in there, and not so many words. I'm confused. Is it in the Bible or not? Brian's right. That phrase isn't exactly in the Bible. But a lot of verses like Psalm 37.7 and Galatians 6.9 tells us that God has good things in store for us. We just need to be faithful and patient because we want to be ready when His blessings do show up. Faithful and patient? You know, I might have a script on my phone that might be able to explain a little bit better. You have drama scripts on your phone now? I save a few on my cloud account from time to time. Let me see what I've got on here. And we can keep fishing while we wait. Can we listen to the radio too? I think that'll be more exciting. Sounds good. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the wonderful drama, The Midnight Express, an adapted biblical parable about being ready. Once upon a time in the English countryside, there was a small hamlet named Boonshire. It's a pleasant place to live, though not a lot of parties happen here. Did you say party? Where? When? Meet Miss Florence and Miss Edith. They lived in neighboring estates and both adored an elegant country ball. It's true. All the dancing, delicious food, and it's the only place we get to meet up with our friends. And am I chopped liver to you? Come now, Edith. You know I was speaking of our other friends. 
One day the postman came by and he had two very important looking envelopes, one for each of the young ladies. This is quite mysterious and exciting. Whoever could this be from? Dear friend, you are cordially invited to my manor in Wimbledon to take part in the celebration of the return of my good friend, Sir Scotty Maguire. There will be a grand ball with entertainment and gifts for all. Jolly good fun, all things said. Please be ready for the train on the 14th of March. Toodle pip, Sir Wimbledon of Wimbledon Manor. Of course, this news brought great excitement to the two young ladies, who right away set to their preparations. Whatever shall I wear? Two tickets for Wimbledon, if you please. The 14th of March, if you please. Do you think I should buy a gift? Oh, dearie me, I seem to have forgotten the steps to the waltz. Was it one, two, oh, no, let's start again. And so, after fussing a great deal, the 14th of March arrived. The two girls stood on the station platform, eagerly awaiting their train. But as they stood for what seemed like hours, they began to wonder if something was wrong. Excuse me, Mr. Conductor, has the train for Wimbledon already left? Wimbledon, you say? No, it hasn't yet. I'd wager it'll be here any minute, though. Never can tell with the Wimbledon Express, though. It has a mind of its own, that train. Rest assured, though, it'll be by, by, and by. It's the railway's guarantee. See? Says so on the board. Thank you. You are very kind. As time wore on, a harsh wind came in from the east. The two girls huddled together for warmth, but Florence hadn't been prepared for this shift in the weather. Didn't you bring a jacket? Truth be told, I, I didn't think I'd need one. Be a dear and lend me yours. It's not big enough for you. Besides, blue is definitely not your color. T true. Oh, I do wish this train would come. Sir, has there been news from the train yet? Not in the last 30 seconds, ma'am. I don't know if I will last out here with this weather until the train comes. It could be hours we wait. What are you saying? I can't wait for the train in the cold. I must fetch my jacket. And so Florence left the station and hurried home. Edith, cold but comfortable in her woolen jacket, remained, and not long after... The train, it has arrived. Tickets, please. Here you are, sir. All aboard. Next stop, Wimbledon. A few minutes later, Florence returned with her coat. Hello, Edith? I have my jacket. Has the train left without me? Hello? The moral is that God has good things in store for those who follow him. We need to not only be patient, but ready to go when he calls us. If we aren't either of these things, then we can miss out on being part of something really special. If you like the Kids' Corner, you'll like the Family Hour, too. It's every weekday at 7 with Miss Natalie here on Family Life. Try to get us close to the shady spot there, Brian. I've found sometimes the fish like to rest there. Aye, aye, Captain. Need me to help you cast, girls? No, I'm good. Yes, please. All right, Chelsea. Let's see if we can catch something this time. Um, Mr. Jacobs, could I ask you something? Of course, Laura. Something wrong? No. I was just thinking about what we've been talking about. You know, patience and being ready for what God has planned. And I have a few questions. A few questions? Wow. Need me to run back up, Lionel? <laughs> well, maybe. What's on your mind, Laura? 
I guess the first thing is, where does the Bible say that God has good things for us if we wait for them? Oh, there are a few places that God tells us about the good things He's preparing for us. Verses like John 14, 2 tells us that right now He's getting heaven ready for all of us. Well, okay, I know about heaven, but what about before that? I think we already mentioned Galatians 6, where God tells us not to get tired of doing good things, because when it's time, we will be rewarded. And that whatever we give, that's what we'll get back. And in 2 Corinthians 9, God tells us to be generous with the good things we have, because that generosity and more will eventually come back to us. Like it says in Ecclesiastes, there's a time to give and a time to get back. Okay, ready for my next question? Yeah, go ahead. How can we tell when we're waiting for something that isn't going to happen? Hmm, that sounds like it's got a bit of a story behind it. Got any examples? I mean like waiting to be accepted onto a sports team or meeting a friend that could be your bestie. God never said I would have any of those things. How do I know that me trying to get those things isn't a waste of time? Um, if, if I may, Mr. Jacobs? Oh, sure, Brian. Go ahead. I was asking those questions myself quite recently, actually. See, I want to get married someday but the right girl hasn't come along. I started to wonder if it was wrong for me to be looking, like maybe God didn't want me to have a wife or something. Then I was reading Philippians 4 and God showed me that if something is truly good, I shouldn't stop thinking about it. God always has the best thing in mind for us, whether we get married or not, or we ever catch another fish in our lives. The point I'm trying to make is, having faith that good things will happen is never a waste of time. We need to trust God and patiently wait and see what he does in our lives because it's going to be amazing. Wow, that is a pretty long answer. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about that one. Well, while you're thinking, you might wanna think about reeling in your line. You got a fish, Laura. Pull it in. Finally! Do, do you need help, Laura, or do you think you got it? I got it. Chelsea, your line's going too. It looks like a big one. What do I do? Oh, I'll help. Uh, get the net ready. Mr. Jacobs, your fishing line. Oops, I got it. It gently does it. It's the biggest fish I've ever seen. Chelsea, the net. Watch out for the radio. 